When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. All I wanted to do was talk about Pokemon. But as I begin to investigate these pocket monsters as I tried to collect them all, I found myself falling deeper down a dugget hole. Is that a Pokemon? Is that what that's a little guy, right? I'm sure it's one of them. There's like thousands of them. So you know those duggets? <laughs> those famous duggets? As I was trying to investigate Pokemons, I kept sliding deeper and deeper down this dugget hole. Until I didn't know what was true, what was false, what was fictional, and what was reality. From a local ban in retail stores, which makes no sense at all, all the way to standing outside of an elementary school waiting for a pokey van to show up. Pokemon, Navy SEALs, secret bases on the moon. This episode has it all. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. This one is a wild ride. This is the episode that as I was researching it, I go, I gotta do a whole I gotta do a whole theme week of crazy stuff. Every story I was researching was crazy for whatever reason last week. But this story, the rabbit holes or the dugget holes or whatever I was going through on this thing were so deep, I started to lose a sense of reality. So join me on this insane journey. Let's see what we can get through. But first off, let's give a shout-out to our newest Patreon supporter. Pull that Pokeball out of your pocket. You choose Charizard. I choose Kyle Hughes. Doo! Kyle Hughes. Kyle Hughes. Kyle, Kyle Hughes is a water Pokemon. He's spraying water everywhere out of his mouth. Kyle, you're going to be our captain, our pilot. And you're so adorable. Look at Look, he's so adorable. You're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode if you don't flood the place. Kyle, I'm going to give you the keys of the Jason Jalopy. We're leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out to Wisconsin. Jason Jalopy's taking us on this nice long journey. So, guys, let's talk about Pokemon. Let's talk about Pokemon. I remember, I have, I have fond memories of Pokemon. I never played the games, I never played the card games or anything like that, but I used to have this ritual. I used to kick it with this chick named Liz way back in the day, and we would both get super stoned and watch Pokemon. Not just Pokemon, we didn't just get stoned for half an hour. This was, this was a long time ago, but we used to sit there, and we'd watch Recess, we'd watch all the cartoons, right? All the hits, all the hits of the early 2000s, late 90s. Get stoned, and I remembered in my marijuana-infused state, I remember thinking, Pokemon would be the perfect place to live. <laughs> not like inside of Pokemon, not like they're a Tauntaun from Star Wars, but that world. And I didn't love it so much that I went out and bought the cards or played the games or anything like that. But I remember thinking, wouldn't it be awesome? <sighs> take another hit, take another hit. Wouldn't it be awesome to have... A wild animal that's your buddy. <laughs> Jason, you can do that today. That's called a pet. 
you also got to just wander through the world. That's something that we can't really do in the modern age, at least in the Western world. At least not in cities. I'm a city boy. So to watch this show, I mean, maybe maybe you grew up on a farm. Maybe you had a pig. That every so often you and the pig would just wander through the woods and you'd have it attack squirrels or weaker animals. Who knows? So for me to watch Pokemon and to think it was always so green and lush and, and everything was fairly basic. To think I could get a Squirtle and just walk around. Because I love walking anyways. I can just walk around and beat stuff up, right? Those are the two things I love the most. Walking and conflict. So I remember sitting there. I'd always go over to Liz's house and we'd smoke weed. We'd eat macaroni and cheese. I had a special recipe for macaroni and cheese. I would get craft. I'd get the instant macaroni and cheese. You get like the craft macaroni and cheese, but you don't use butter or milk. You'd use the... <laughs> don't rush out, everyone. I know you're going to rush out and buy this today because you want to test this out. With instant macaroni and cheese, all you need is the noodles and the cheese powder. I never put milk or butter in it, and it actually tasted just okay. <laughs> it just tasted okay, and I microwaved it as well. And Liz was always like, what are you talking about? This is so disgusting. Sure enough, she started doing it too because it was a lot cheaper and a lot quicker. Well, it wasn't any quicker, but it was a lot cheaper than having to buy butter and milk. So we'd eat macaroni and cheese, get blazed 420, watch Pokemon as it was airing. We didn't have Netflix back then. Like you had to wait till 3 p.m. You'd smoke, watch Pokemon. I thought it was the most beautiful world possible that I could live in. So Pokemon has always had a place in my heart. Not so much that I actually care to collect the cards or anything like that. If you do, that's fine. But it's always had a place in my heart. It's always been this idealistic world for me. Walking and conflict put together. So anyways, that's where I'm coming from with the Pokemon thing. So when I was investigating this Pokemon stuff, I kept running into these bizarre rabbit holes when I was looking into this. Right now, Kyle Hughes Pull us into this parking lot here in Wyoming. It's the poor man's Walmart. It's the Arby's of retailers. It's a Target. The reason why we're at Target stores to start off our Pokemon story is a recent news event happened. And I actually got this recommendation from my good friend Sabine, May 14th, 2021. A fight broke out in Wyoming over trading cards. Guy had bought some packs of Upper Decks. Or at one pack, actually, I have to say. But we'll get into in a second. A guy buys one pack of Upper Deck trading cards. And he's walking out of his car. And he's like, ooh, Johnny Slugger. He's the best player. And Jerry, first baseman. Oh, yeah, he's my favorite. Oddly enough, he's an outfielder. And he's going through these cards. And four dudes run up on him. And they try taking these cards. And a fight breaks out. So our hero, the guy who'd bought the cards, has a concealed weapons permit. He pulls a gun out. Get back, robbers! And um, they ran away, which is the best thing to do when someone pulls a gun on you, especially if you're the bad guy. The police show up. The four wannabe thieves were arrested. Local crime story over some baseball cards. But it turns out this was the needle that broke the camel's back because Target goes, nope, we are banning the sale of all trading cards in our stores, including Pokemon. So you can't buy football cards, baseball cards, Pokemon cards. I'm assuming magic cards either. They're banned from the stores. And I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. I've been trying to wrap my head around this. I did a little bit of research on it. And previously, Target was having such a problem with people fighting over trading cards. Not to this extent, but people arguing for trading cards. 
they limited them to one pack a day. How am I supposed to catch them all if I can only buy one pack a day? That doesn't make any sense. So now they've banned them in the stores. And it's I heard that story. I didn't believe it. I checked it out. It's true. They're banning the sales of these cards. It doesn't make sense. So my conspiracy part of my brain is working. Because Target sells hard liquor. You're telling me that a pack of Pokemon cards causes more real-world violence than Jack Daniels? didn't wash. It didn't make sense. There has to be another reason. But I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. And as I was looking into it, another Pokemon story popped up. And this is where I'm talking about we're going down these rabbit holes. Kyle Hughes, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys of the dead rabbit dirigible. We're leaving behind this dude getting mugged in the Target parking lot. That's what you get for shopping at Target. We're leaving behind Target. We are headed out to Canada, I think. Kyle Hughes is like shrugging his shoulders. I'm like, it's really hard for me to determine where this story starts. This is a we're we're gonna be going to some wacky places, not necessarily country wise, but mentally. Because I'm I've been through this website quite a lot. I I think they talk a lot about American politics. They talk a lot about American conspiracy theories, but. I think the person is from Canada. I'm not for sure. I don't even know. It's taken me... I'm really trying to figure out how to prepare this story for you guys. So Sabine told me about that Pokemon story. I was on the X board. There was a Pokemon post. I was like, dope. Maybe I can tie it in. Maybe I'll have a little local news story and then something else Pokemon related. There's no way I'm going to make a whole episode about it, right? Little, oh, oh, little Jason, if I could have, if I could have held you a couple days ago and said, stop researching, stop researching, things would have been so much better. There's a website called Rumor Mill News, which has the best slogan I've ever heard for a news organization. Washington Post, democracy dies in darkness. The New York Times, all the news that's fit to print. Rumor Mill News, politically incorrect news, stranger than fiction, usually true. I've never heard an organ I've never heard of a news organization, even a conspiracy website, go, listen, it's a great website, but some of this stuff's fake. It's usually true, but some of it's fake. And in this website, we meet Rogue Butterfly, aka Jana. This is a bizarre website. It is a news website, quote unquote news website, conspiracy news. But people can also submit it's imagine a news website that is also a forum. I don't, I cannot wrap my head around how this works, but people will write articles and then when you respond to it, that becomes its own article. So anyway, I'm not going to worry about how it's HTML programmed. And trust me, it's HTML programmed. This is a basic website. It was, I was looking at articles back from 2001. It's still in operation today. You can donate money to keep their operation going through check or money order. That's how old this whole site was set up. But anyways, there's this discussion going on. We're back in the year 2001, April of 2001. People have no idea what's coming a couple months from now. The biggest worry they have is Pokemon. There's this discussion going on about Pokemon and whether or not it's satanic and it's bad for children. And I wanted to start off with this portion of it. Saying Growl writes this article. And he says, I used to have this short MPEG of part of the introduction of an episode. And this is how he described it. He said it it, it, it it reminded him of child molestation. And I was like, what? I don't remember that. I don't remember that even being hinted at in any episode 
of Pokemon, let alone the intro. But this is what he says. He goes, I used to have this short little MPEG video. It had a little girl standing there, and she's running towards the viewer. And then you see a chipmunk-type character, and I'm, I was like, what? Chipmunk-type character run between her legs, and its tail brushes her crotch, and she closes her legs, and she kind of blushes and turns away. And then it cuts to four adults staring at the camera. There's a nurse, there's a policeman, there's a doctor, and there's a housewife. And they all look at the camera and they kind of nod at the same time. And I go, what is this dude smoking? And I was like, there's no way. This guy must have made, this might be on Digimon. This type of perversion may be on Digimon, but Pokemon, no way. As I was describing that, I'm sure a lot of you were like, oh, dude, yeah, he's totally talking about that part. It is real. There is a part of the original Pokemon opening where that happens, and it cuts to the four adults kind of doing this weird nod right after it. It's exactly like he described it. Now, do I think that Pokemon was encouraging girls to have squirrels run? It was Pokemon, by the way. A chipmunk-type character is Pikachu. I don't think the Pokemon show was being subversive. I don't think... It does happen, but I don't believe it's intentionally supposed to be perverted. I don't think it's supposed to have any hidden meaning. On the other hand, it I mean, it is what he described, right? It is what he described. It's exactly how he described it. So, But I just don't think so. I think, if anything, it was an error. It could have been some weird perverted thing that the animators snuck in. It is a very frantic opening. I never noticed it before. But when you're going to, when you're going to crucify something... You tend to want more information from it. And I will say so myself as well. Before I wanted to really go off on these wingnuts for talking about Pokemon, I wanted to do more research as well. Now, again, if I had a time machine, if I had an alcohol-powered time machine, like yesterday's episode, I would have gone back in time and been like, just do that story, bro. Stop researching. Kyle Hughes, let's go ahead and hop on the hair hang glider. We're leaving behind where we just were somewhere in Canada, and we're flying... Further into Canada, this time I do specifically know where we're going. We're going to British Columbia. And this is where we're going to meet Rogue Butterfly, but signs their post, Jana or Jaina? So let's look at one of Rogue Butterfly's posts. And that, this is really what kicked off the whole anti-Pokemon thing on the Rumor Mill News website. It starts off insane, and I'm going to need your guys' help in the YouTube comments. Help me figure this out. She says she has a relative. I know what relatives are. I know what relatives are. She says she has a relative. It's an eight-year-old boy. His uncle is her son. So that would make him the grandson, correct? His uncle, the boy's uncle, is... Rogue Butterfly's son. But she either refers to him as a relative or grandson in quotes. She's constantly calling... Imagine that. Imagine that. Grandma comes, come here, grandson. She always refers to him in quotes, so I can't figure that out. His uncle is her son, so I... I, 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 I mean, I literally, like, it's like a brain teaser. I don't get it. But anyways, we'll assume it's her grandson, in air quotes, because that's how she'll call him. Eight-year-old boy. Rogue Butterfly gets a call from this eight-year-old boy. Well, we're going to call him Barry. Gets a call from Barry's mom and says, I have to go 
take care of some stuff. Will you watch my kids? Now, Rogue Butterfly has no problem putting people on blast. In this article that she's about to talk about, Barry and his love for Pokemon, she mentions that the mother is a chronic alcoholic. She goes, yeah, she had to go to an AA meeting, so she called me to watch her kids. That That's what we call superfluous details. It has nothing to do with the story. We get it. You hate Barry's mom. You don't have to out her. You don't have to. It's Alcoholics Anonymous, dude. You don't have to put her on blast. At least she's trying. But anyways, Rogue Butterfly, who's a grandmother who should be taking care of these kids, goes to visit Barry and his little sister. Now, anyone who's been around kids knows that they love to share stuff. These things are so important in their lives that they want to show you their Star Wars collection or their Ninja Turtle collection or whatever kids are collecting today. COVID variants. They want to show this stuff to you. So he's super excited. This is back in 2001. He's super excited about his Pokemon cards, and he brings out his whole collection, and he's showing Grandma the cards. And I can imagine her rolling her eyes the whole time. And this is her first exposure to Pokemon. He's like, yeah, and there's this this guy and this guy, and this guy's Needlepoint, and this guy's Pokebot, and this guy, and, that, and she's just like... Just taking it in, you just in, just engage the kid, right? The kid just wants attention. They want to show how exciting this stuff. They want you to be excited about this stuff. That's all it is. She is so put off by this, but she is also very curious because he's so into Pokemon. She thinks there might be something more to it, something satanic. So when he says the show comes on, you can watch it at 3.30 p.m. tomorrow. She actually goes back to visit him at that time. She wants to see what this Pokemon is all about. And she is immediately disturbed by this show. First off, she doesn't like the fact that things are evolving. That's her first big takeaway. Stuff evolves? I don't know about that. Secondly, they talk about trainers, these people training animals. You know what else is trained? The Illuminati trains humans. They talk about owners, people own these things. You know what else owns stuff? The Illuminati, owning humans. And worst of all, they teach these kids that things procreate because they have Pokemon breeders. And that worries her as well. Her little eight-year-old grandson, who she can barely stand his mother is learning about breeding and evolution and stuff being owned and stuff being trained. And she said the show was so fast-paced. This is a quote from it. The pace is supersonic. The dialogue at times sounds exactly like Japanese. And when the young boy talked about it at times, I thought he was speaking Japanese. She despises this show. She's afraid that this show is warping the mind of her young eight-year-old grandson who she just refers to as a relative. She's afraid he's going to lose his mind to the dark one. She warns us about this. Quote, Your television set is your own private satanic altar right in your own home. You allow your children to be psychically molested right there in your own living room with your blessing and I bet you even lock your doors at night. Fools! You are letting the fox guard the hen house. Oh, I'm sorry. She actually didn't say that. She said you are letting the fox guard the chicken house. I've never heard that phrase before. It's the same thing. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. Wake up, wake up, wake up. You're living on the mean planet. And you best not forget it. Unquote. So that's her mindset. That's her mindset. Pokemon is wrong. It's a satanic altar. If you're going to watch Pokemon, you should leave your front door unlocked. 
apparently, and Chicken House. Chicken House is a thing. A weird, but not unusual take on Pokemon. I think everyone has a story. They've either read about something like this, they've read about people who believe this, or they've experienced it for themselves back in the day. Now we're going to fast forward in time. And Rogue Butterfly, she lives in this little trailer by the lake. She's very off the grid. And the mother is a raging alcoholic. She goes in this article as well. This is a separate article. She once again goes into this woman who is an alcoholic and she's a no good welfare recipient and all this stuff. And the mother's out doing the drinking and the being poor. The little sister is visiting the dad. And so the boy has nowhere to go. So she says, let the boy, let Barry hang out with me for a while. So Barry goes out to stay with her, and there's no television. There's no Pokemon cards. They have a great vacation. They go hiking, they go boating, they walk along the lakeside beach. But a few days into the vacation, Barry's sitting there, and he tells his grandmother this story. That once him and his buddies called a 1-800-Pokemon number. And when they called this number, someone answered and said, You've been selected to be tested by the Pokemon crew. I don't know if they actually call themselves the Pokemon crew. The Pokey crew. But what you have to do is you have to go to your local elementary school at 6pm and wait on the steps. We'll know it's you. The grandma's sitting there and she's hearing her 8-year-old son tell this story. She's concerned. Barry continues, as the arrived date approached. 6pm for an 8-year-old kid? You're not supposed to be out that late. They all sneak out of their respective houses, make their way down to the local elementary school. We waited there for a while until a van approached. It truly was a pokey van. All of the windows were covered up with Pokemon posters, and I tried looking inside, but I couldn't. The entire car was covered in posters. Save your questions. <laughs> Save your questions till the end. The entire car was covered in Pokemon posters, and two adult men got out. And they begin testing the boys. He does not go into detail what the testing entails. And then one of the men keeps talking on a walkie-talkie. Someone is in the van the whole time. And eventually they decide that Barry has passed the test. And he's won the best prize of all. The back of the van opens up. And out steps Professor Oak. If you don't know anything about Pokemon, <laughs> if you don't know anything about Pokemon, Professor Oak is one of the characters from Pokemon. I.e., he's a fictional cartoon character in the show. Rogue Butterfly doesn't know who Professor Oak is. Well, who's Professor Oak, she asks. And Barry goes, he's one of the characters from Pokemon. The, the van opened up and outstepped Professor Oak. He's the guy who, like, does the Pokédex and helps Ash on all of his adventures. He was in the van, Grandma. Professor Oak was in the van and he gave me Pokémon posters and then we won these prizes and we walked home. Now remember, dude, kids... Kids love to talk and we should listen to them because it helps build their little brain cells. They also love to lie. And I don't know if it's that they so much have a need to lie, or they're lying on accident, or they don't... I think there's different age ranges, but sometimes I think they don't know that they're lying, that they're actually getting facts mixed up. But there is nothing about this story that rings true. A van covered in posters. No windshield. No windshield at all. Just driving down the road covered in Pokemon posters. 
paper flapping in the wind, scotch tape barely holding them on when you're going 60 miles an hour down the road. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense that they call this 1-800-Pokemon number that they'd want to meet him at a school. Now, as a conspiracy theorist, you can go maybe it's some sort of government conspiracy. Sure. Professor Oak? Professor Oak? A cartoon character is in the back of a van? It doesn't make any sense at all. And that is where you would say to this kid, you go, that's a really interesting story. And you might keep it in the back of your head. You honestly might in the back of your head go, hmm, my grandson may have interacted with some adults he shouldn't have interacted with. That would be my takeaway from that. I wouldn't believe that there was actual fictional character in the back of this van or the van was covered in Pokemon stuff or really much. I would be very concerned that my grandson, air quotes or not, may be talking to adults that he shouldn't be talking to. And I would follow up on that. What was the number you called? Well, my friend called it. Oh, well, then can we talk to your friend and then be like, hey, do you know anything about these kids sneaking out? And if they're like, what? No, no, Billy, he never snuck out that night. It's their eyes shift from side to side. They have a ton of Pokemon memorabilia. They're like, no. So then you would know he was lying. That would be my takeaway. This is Rogue Butterfly's takeaway. Quote, needless to say, I was alarmed. Men meeting with little boys at 6 p.m. in an abandoned school. Strange men testing children without their parents' knowledge or permission. That's to both of those things is what... I would think, too. I'd be like, what's going on? And then she moves on to... And finally, a character from the cartoon series appearing in reality inside the van? What is going on? That didn't happen. That's what's going on. He made that part up. But she honestly believes, because this eight-year-old boy said that Professor Oak was in the back of a van, that it happened. The kid's lying about that. But because her mentality, because Rogue Butterfly can't... She herself is having a hard time determining what's real and what's fake, that when somebody else says that, she believes it. She believes that there was a cartoon character in our world in the back of a van. Now, you could say that about us. We talk about ghosts, we talk about aliens, we talk about sightings, monsters under the bed. We talk about stuff that verges on childhood fears and then adult analytical thinking. And you'd be totally valid to say that. You go, why are you saying that she can't tell what's real and what's not? You're always talking about shadow people. You're always talking about punching greys in the stomach. Doing all this stuff. Guilty as charged. However, this is where the rabbit hole really begins. Professor of a fictional character jumping out of the back of a van. That's just another day on Dead Rabbit Radio. Kyle Hughes, go ahead and call in that carpenter copter. We're leaving behind this little lake in British Columbia. We are flying out to the deepest rabbit hole we've covered on this show. I don't know if I already thanked the Anon for posting the rumor mill news on the export. Really appreciate it. I not, would have not come across the story otherwise. On the website Rumor Mill News, it's a standard website, it's super old, they have a thing, our founders, meet the founders. When you look at the founders, it shows that the website was founded by Gunther and Raylan Rusbacher. And originally, it wasn't a website. It was a magazine. It was a magazine that covered the same stories. However, they stopped publishing when Gunther went missing. I was like, what? I'm continuing to read this bio, and it says Gunther went missing because he had to disappear. The government was trying to kill him. The government arrested him and tried murdering him, murdered his lawyer, the government had his kids arrested and threatened with gang rape in prison and 
Raylan, his wife, was arrested. And all these people were going to be murdered in prison unless Gunther pled guilty to some trumped-up charges. And this is their about-the-founders face, right? I imagine some puff piece or, like, a nice photo of them. There is a nice photo of them. There's also a photo of a bloody set of hands with no fingernails. And they said this happened to Gunther in prison. Apparently he was cooking something in the in the, the chef area, what's it called, the kitchen, and boiling water fell all over his hands, and there's this disgusting photo. This is the about the founders section. There's a photo, I don't know whose hands they are, they're probably Gunther's. There's a photo of these red, swollen, disgusting, hepatitis A infested hands. It says they're hepatitis, I'm not adding that detail, it says they have hepatitis, maybe it's hepatitis C. But And there's no fingernails, it was so hot, it melted off his fingernails, which means somebody probably ate fingernails in their soup that day. What in the world is this about? Gang, this kid, guy's sons are in prison about to get gang raped unless he confesses? To what? Why is he, why, why is any of this stuff going on? I just wanted to read about Pokemon, dude. I'm obviously, I'm reading this thing and I'm thinking, okay, this is nuts. This is absolutely nuts. <laughs> Professor Oak hopping out of the back of a van. I'm like, dude, whatever. Like, you could have the whole crew back there. Team Rocket could be hanging out. I'm not, you guys are not interesting. You guys are not as interesting as bloody hands with no fingertips in the learn more about us page. The reason why all this stuff was happening, I mean, we know why his hands were melted because he was messing around with pot soup. But the reason why his family was being threatened, the reason why he was in prison was because he was a CIA operative. This Gunther Rossbacher guy was a CIA operative. CIA, if you're listening to this episode, let me finish. Let me finish before you kick down my door. Let me finish. He's a CIA operative, and he actually was a pilot who flew George H.W. Bush to and from Iran during the October surprise. This is a hardcore boomer conspiracy theory that turned out to be correct. I think. I'm pretty sure this was one of the conspiracy theories that was proven. What happened was Jimmy Carter and Ronald Reagan were running for office back in the 1979-1980 election. And the country of Iran had some American hostages. And the conspiracy theory, and I'm pretty sure that this is true. The conspiracy theory is that George H.W. Bush, or just elements of the U.S. government asked Iran to hold the hostages until after the election. Because if they were released early, then it would give Jimmy Carter a boost. What happened was Reagan won the election, the hostages were released shortly afterwards, and that's where the conspiracy theory came from. But I'm pretty sure that it turned out that... I could be wrong. Maybe that is still a conspiracy theory. That is a a bit before my time. I was four years old when all that happened. But he says that he actually flew George H.W. Bush out there. He was the personal pilot. So the reason why they were going to throw him in prison was because now we're in the year 19... Now we're in the 1990s when that still would have been a topic of discussion nowadays. It's a quaint conspiracy theory. We're talking about 9-11 was an inside job. Stuff like that. October Surprise is barely memorable at this point. But they were going to throw him in prison unless he kept his mouth shut. See, he was telling people about this. They were running this magazine, Rumor Mill News, doing all this conspiracy stuff, and CIA said, shut your trap. Or, that's that's his story. That's Raylan's story of why he was in prison. Or, 
here's the story of every other law enforcement agency in the United States. He was a massive con man. Gunther was a huge con man. When I saw that he disappeared and Raylan was making these accusations, I just put his name in a Google, and I expected to find nothing. I honestly expected for it to just be a couple of links back to the website and figured he, this was just some mythology she had crafted. No. Several, several articles popped up about this guy in actual newspapers. Chicago Tribune did a huge write-up on him. The St. Louis Reporter did a huge write-up on him. He is a very, very well-known figure, not necessarily in the conspiracy community, but in law enforcement. And they say he's just a con man. That's almost an understatement. This guy, he was a immigrant from Austria. He came over to the United States. He signed up for the military, started, started wearing captain clothes and giving people orders. And they're like, dude, you can't do that. And they would either catch him or they wouldn't. But he learned really quick. Like, he would just go AWOL. And when they'd go arrest him, he'd turn around and he'd be wearing a captain's uniform. They're like, ah. He learned really quickly about social engineering. It's You just hack people by appearing as a superior. And so for almost his entire adult life, he would show up at military bases wearing military uniforms he bought at surplus stores and just go onto the base. The odd thing is, that was his end game. Like, at one base, at one base, he just went there and slept. He goes, oh, can I have a key to the VIP quarters? I'm obviously a major general. And they're like, oh, you are, sir. So they gave him a key, and he spent the night there. That was it. He wasn't stealing secrets for the Austrian government. He wasn't even stealing donuts for himself. It was like a power trip for him. He went to an airport and said he was an ambassador or he said he was on some sort of secret mission, CIA, whatever it was. They gave him a Learjet and he flew it to another airport and they just like drove away. So he was doing it for the kicks and he was married to Ray Lynn and he was telling her these lies constantly. I'm in the CIA. I was part of this October surprise thing. And he, he would show up at a military base with her. He, go, he goes, I'm going to be undercover. I'm going to be using a different name, and I'm going to say I'm a general. But this is part of my CIA training. So even she had visited bases. So, of course, that would make her think he was telling the truth. But when he's arrested and the cops are saying, no, ma'am, he's not a CIA agent. He's actually a con man. He's been doing this for years. He actually has a rap sheet. We can show that he has been caught doing this thing and that thing. The reason why he got caught was actually his dumbest fraud. It was money. He pretended he was a stockbroker and was stealing people's money. Now, you can pretend you're in the military. Actually, you can. That's a crime. It's called stolen valor. But those were all kind of just harmless power trips, and it would make the military look really dumb. And actually, that was one of the reasons why they weren't really investigating it, because they'd have to admit they'd have to admit that a civilian was just walking on and off bases and flying planes around. So they were investigating it, but they weren't making it super public. But when you're ripping people off, those people are going to complain. So he actually got charged and sentenced to 21 years in prison for impersonating a stockbroker and stealing their money and all that stuff. And you go, well, Jason, that seems pretty harsh. For that, I actually don't know what the crime... I, I can't imagine the crime, whatever he committed financially, would add up to 21 years. So then you start to think, is there something else going on here? Was, is a, was he a CIA agent? Now, apparently, they will not confirm or deny that this guy was ever an agent. And I think that's a CIA thing in general. 
So you can start telling people you're a C. Don't, don't, because technically the crime is impersonating a federal officer. But I think if you told people you were in the CIA, they won't confirm or deny it. I could be wrong on that. Do not take legal advice from this show. But the CIA would not answer whether or not this guy was actually an agent of theirs. And what's interesting is that in this article for the Chicago Tribune, the reporter asked, how old is he? What's his birthday? The FBI and NIS, which is the immigration uh, law enforcement wing, they said he has several. We don't know what his birth date is. We have no idea how old this guy is. The reporter also asked to interview him in prison, and the prison official said, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You cannot talk to this guy. Why not? Because he will tell you... They basically said he'll tell you whatever you want to hear, but between the lines, it was basically like, if you listen to this guy, you will help him break out of prison. He is such an amazing liar that we can't even let him talk to you. When he's in prison, Ray Lynn is still trying to spread the word about her husband's plight. That, yeah, they say that he was a stockbroker, imitating a stockbroker, but he's actually a CIA agent. They're trying to shut him up. So what does she do? She actually goes to the media. She is. She already has her own website, the Rumor Mill News. That's usually true. But she does a radio interview at 2 a.m. So we know it's like some late night conspiracy radio show, right? Who else is broadcasting at 2 a.m.? She does this radio interview. And as she's leaving the parking lot that night, it's just her car. Apparently it sounds apparently sounds like a dirt bike. She's driving her car down the road. And she's thinking about what she just said on national radio. She charged the president of the United States with treason. Because this was a man who actually was trying to help society expose the October surprise. Which all of you guys are just kind of shrugging your shoulders. You're like, really? People were killed and imprisoned over this conspiracy theory I didn't know anything about? Yes. According to Raylan and Gunther. She's driving away from the radio station in a car. Starts driving behind her. There's Pokemon posters all over it. No, this is a place way before that. This car is driving behind her and she's scared. She's afraid she's going to get run off the road because she just publicly stated the truth. The car catches up to her. It is trying to run her off the road. Oh no. She hears a voice in her head. She hears the voice of her beloved Gunther say, Don't be afraid. My seals will be with you. Here's a quote from her article. A burst of automatic weapons fire interrupted her concentration. In the rearview mirror, she saw the van stopped in the middle of the empty freeway. Before she had time to think, an explosion rocked her car. She looked again. The van was in flames. That didn't happen. That didn't happen, right? So this is what's interesting about this story is that we have this guy. He says he's in the CIA. Then it turns out that he's most likely this con man. He's been doing it for 30, 40, who knows how many years. We don't know how old this guy is. And then we have Raylan telling the story that she's at, at 2 a.m. at some local radio station saying the president's a bad person. People say that today on Twitter. People say that all the time. People have publicly been accusing presidents of sins, real and imagined, since the office of president existed. But no, these people are going to show up in a car, try to run her off the road. And at the same time, the Navy SEAL, they're a little late, by the way. They let her car get rammed three or four times. If she was not as good as a driver, she could have been ran off the road in the first bump. The Navy SEALs blow up a van. And my question is, and then what? 
did she park and she get out and she thank the Navy SEALs and say, hey, can you guys help me get home? You know, there's other cars on the road. If I get in traffic jam, will you just blow them all up? Then what? If these Navy SEALs are sent here to protect her, shouldn't she at least introduce herself, invite them in for coffee? No, the story just ends. Is this a hallucination? Is she lying herself? Has she been so wrapped up in the webs of Gunther that she she can't determine the truth either? That did not happen. Because here's the thing. If someone was after you enough to have a car try to run you off the road as you were leaving a radio station, they're not going to let your website stay up all this time. They are not going to let you collect checks and money orders to keep rumor mill news. You, It would be down. It would be gone. Just like yesterday's episode about the guy who says he's abducted by reptilians and then he blasted all over the internet. These secrets would not get out. If rumor mill news disappeared tomorrow, if Dead Rabbit Radio disappeared tomorrow, there would be 20,000 people who would notice it was gone. Those are the people who listen to the show on a regular basis. And then... Within months, it would be over. There might be some trickle out being like, dude, that was super weird. But the cover story would be Jason was out walking and a car hit him. Or Jason was out walking and a Pokemon got him. A dugger dug a hole and he fell into it. And then a year from now, two years from now, no one would even remember it. And if you wanted to make a concentrated effort, you could take me out and shut down the YouTube channel, shut down the podcast, all those, unless you had downloaded the files, unless they were on your hard drive, they're gone. That's how easy it would be to cover this stuff up. So I find it hard to believe that the government would have gotten a phone call and been like, Sir, <laughs> plan A didn't work. We tried running her off the road in a Toyota. Ah, well, just, just forget it. We tried. We sent our best men in our best vehicle. Just forget it. Just let her do what she wants. It doesn't make any sense. But here's another thing that doesn't make any sense. Gunther was... Sentenced to 21 years in prison for financial crimes. Very well documented in mainstream news. He serves three years and gets out. What in the world is up with this story? Did he actually know something? It's funny, I didn't know this was a thing. At one point, he called up the FBI and said, I can help you get information about drug cartels, and then started lying to them, and the FBI was paying them money for a, quite a while, and then the FBI goes, wait a second, this information isn't real. And they stopped paying him. They didn't charge him with fraud. They didn't go after him. He got paid by the FBI for lying to them, by reading stuff out of books. Did he talk his way out of prison? Was he really connected? He was sentenced to 21... I can understand sentenced to 21 years doing 10. Sentenced to 21 years and doing 3? And he's out. He's out. He's reunited with Raylan. They go to Austria. They go to his homeland of Austria. It turns out that he's descended from Austrian royalty, of course. He's descended from Austrian royalty. And... This episode's going long, but I never want to talk about these people again. I never want to go back to this website. I never want to even think about this episode again. I, there's so many rabbit holes. Not only is he descended from the royal bloodline of Austria, but the royal bloodline of Austria is from outer space. Okay? So he tells Raylan this. He tells Raylan this, and Raylan tells us this story about there's another planet where the where it's all Austrians. It's a planet full of Austrian spirits. And what happens is they want to come to Earth and learn how to be good souls. 
but you can't come directly to Earth because there's a planetary... Remember, this all started off with Pokemon. Just remember that. This is where we're at now. Raylan said that there's a planetary federation that actually blocks new souls from coming into Earth, but the Austrians really want to experience life in Austria. Outer space Austrians want to be Earth Austrians. They have to go to the moon in what's known as a soul collector. This soul collector is on the far side of the moon, and it sucks up the Austrians from outer space, and then shoots them into Austria. And then when you die, well... Let me back up here. Technically, before you die, so Gunther at some point is going to have to do this. Gunther told Raylan this with a straight face. I can't, I can barely talk about it on this podcast. Gunther tells Raylan that before I die, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to travel to the Great Pyramids of Egypt. Inside the Great Pyramids, there is a brine. There is a mineral brine that I have to lay inside. There's like a sarcophagi full of juice, and I'm going to lay inside of it. Why isn't she not asking questions? Why isn't she asking basic questions? Like, like, take me there? Can I at least see this place? She believes him so wholeheartedly. There's a brine in ancient Egypt, not ancient Egypt, it's here today, that Austrians sleep in. It's very multicultural, at least. At least this mythology crosses all generations and all cultures. You sleep in this mineral brine that's inside of the pyramids. Those pyramids were built so Austrians, you didn't know this, you're learning a bunch about history. The pyramids were built by Egyptians so Austrians could fly back and forth to the moon. When you lay in the brine, then you die. Your soul then goes into a reverse soul collector to the moon, and then you go back to your Austrian home planet in outer space. And the reason why we know about this story is there is a photo of a space shuttle taking off and there's this weird cone silhouette coming from the moon. All this stuff's going to be in the show notes. God help you if you guys actually start looking into this. And she writes this huge thing. She goes, that's what a soul collector looks like. Fine. Fair enough. Right underneath that, though, she posts an article about what actually caused the optical illusion. I go, that is, it's obviously not a soul collector. And you posted the reason why it's not a soul collector. You posted a very detailed article from a mainstream news source underneath your article explaining what caused it. Don't do that. If, you're, if you are putting out usually true stuff, don't immediately put stuff underneath it that makes it not true at all. We knew it wasn't true. We knew it wasn't true, but don't put that in there. She goes to Austria with Gunther after he's been released from prison. They go to Austria. Let me read you this quote. They stated a Templar law, of course, right? They just can't stay at Holiday Inn. They actually have to go to the home of the Knights Templar. They stated a Templar lodge in Salzburg, where she was tutored by members of the Habsburg royal family who were Templars. She learned the truth about her lineage. She was told why the Knights Templars went to the Holy Lands, what they found, and why they have remained hidden for 800 years. She doesn't share that information with us, by the way. She does not share that information. Okay, what, 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 what is it? She just moves on to the next topic. The same thing, she can just casually say, I watched a van explode behind me. 
And then I, she doesn't even say she went home and she was shook up and she had to take a shower or drink some coffee or something like that. Just the story ends, but that's not how stories happen in real life. You go, you find out what, what's your lineage? What, what, what were they doing in the Holy Land? What, tell us! You're the, you're a rumor news. You're, 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 you're a conspiracy website. That'd be the same thing as me going, dude, guys won't believe it. The other day a ghost broke into my room and he told me the ultimate secret. Next up, a man eats his poop on meth. You're like, dude, the point of your show, the point of this website is to expose the truth. She's exposing the truth on radio and people are trying to kill her. Tell us what, tell us this stuff. If it couldn't get any more insane, I want to share two more facts with you, and then I'm never going back to this website. They have a list of advertisers on the site, right? They have a list of advertisers. This point in the research, I'm clicking on almost every single link. I, I hate it when I do, because then I find out about soul collectors. I find out about exploding vans. I just wanted to read about Pokemon. But I'm clicking on all these links, and I'm looking at these ads, and a lot of the ads, they sell these necklaces that apparently give you special powers or cure you or make sure your soul goes to planet Austria. I'm not for sure. But because it's it's flim flam stuff. It's flim flam. It's just these necklaces that they make that they say heal you, give you energy, what have you. They have a bunch of ads for that stuff. And then there's an ad that is either a placeholder ad, a money laundering scheme, a legitimate ad, which might actually be the most bizarre of them, There's an ad for something called the African Family Film Company. And I saw that. My first instinct, I'd spent a long time on this website. My first instinct was, what in the world? I actually don't think I had a first instinct. I think my brain shut up. But then I thought, is this some sort of like charity they're running? Is this some sort of thing where they're like, sure, we like to raise money for our website, but we also like to help people in other countries. And that's 100% noble goal. I'm not going to make fun of that. It seemed out of place after all of their fake crystals, stones, pendants, stuff like that. Maybe they feel guilty for selling rocks for 25 bucks or 30 bucks or whatever they were. They want to help out. The African Family Film Company is a real group. It sells. This is the weirdest thing. The African Family Film Company it is what it's. I mean, it's so. I, at this point in my research, was so. My mind was so boggled. That it is exactly what it sounds like, and it is not what I expected. It is a African Family Film Company is a company that sells African movies. But not like End of the Wicked, not like narrative movies. They're 20-minute long documentaries about life in Africa. And there's one of them called The Man Who Made a Bow. And it's a 27, it's a real movie. I looked up the trailer on YouTube. It does not look interesting, even though it's real. I'm not saying, it's not Dead Rabbit Recommends. It's about a guy who makes a talking bow. And it's all... $27. $27. I saw the trailer. I saw everything I needed. It's a real film company that sells movies about life in Africa. And, I might add... They're all from like 1972. It's not like mod like I, I I can watch a modern documentary, a modern movie about Africa, but I don't want to watch it with that grainy old footage. <sighs> Why are they advertising on Rumor Mill News? I 
don't think they have the, I don't think you have a good Venn diagram between people who think Pokemon is satanic and people who want to know about how to make an African bow. I could be wrong. They, as I was researching the story, they were posting new articles. It's not all about Pokemon. They cover current conspiracy news. I'm never going back. I'm never going back to this website. But it's still in operation. Why are they advertising on this? I think it's a placeholder. I can't imagine the African Family Film Company spending more than five minutes on Rumor Mill News and wanting to, you know, this would be great. I think we'd sell a lot of talking bow videos to these people. I, But it's on there. I don't get it. I don't get why African Family Film Company, I feel like it's a placeholder, but then why? <laughs> it's a placeholder. Why the African Family Film Company? I don't understand. And we got to wrap this up. I don't care how long this episode was because I am never going back. Gunther and Raylan are back together. He gets out of prison somehow. Shocking. They go to Austria. I don't even know if that detail is true. But he leaves her. After all she's been through, all the threats she's been having, all the hallucinate I'm sorry, all the real events of cars blowing up behind her, he leaves her. Disappears. Once again, he disappears. Then he pops back up a couple years later. This Gunther character pops back up. Remarried. Brand new life. And when Raylan asks, hey, where have you been? He looks at her and goes, huh? I don't remember you. We were married. I don't remember we were married. And Raylan just kind of walks away. I don't know. She could have stood there for a while and tried to convince him even more. But so at this point, who I don't even know if Gunther's still alive, but he lied to her so convincingly. He convinced her that he doesn't remember they were never married. And she accepted that and moved on. And apparently she's remarried. Her name is different than it used to be. And So even in the end, the lies continued. And now Rumor Mill News is still around, but without Gunther's support, he's just a memory now. He's posted all over the Our Founders page. His bloody, swollen, fingernailless hands right there on Meet Our Founders. But it's run by Raylan herself now what a bizarre story all i wanted to do was talk about pokemon i heard that they were banning pokemon cards at target and i find the story of a man who's such a convincing liar he could convince his own wife he didn't remember her as well as, i guess that's the easiest thing to do soul collectors and cia operatives austrians are from another planet Presidential hitman teams only consist of one vehicle, and then that's it. I just wanted to research Pokemon. Instead, we went down a rabbit hole and came face-to-face with the world's greatest liar. Or is he? Because in a world where Professor Oak can exist in the back of a van, maybe all of his stories are true. Maybe all of us non-Austrians are doomed to just die in non-pyramids. We're just going to die on the ground like poor slobs. But those Austrians, man, they got it made. And sure, listen, I know some of you guys are probably jealous of Austrians right now, but you shouldn't be. Because they're boring. 
think about these royal Austrians. They got to be on their best behavior because their soul's eventually going to be floating around space. No one wants to hang around with a rude ghost. And you go to those big royal Habsburg parties with their nice velvet drapes and their goblets. They're drinking stuff, but they're being polite. You can't actually like fart on other people's food or give them wedgies. No, it's all proper stuff. It's all like proper pride and prejudice nonsense. Nobody wants that. That's lame. And can you imagine doing that for the rest of your life? So I say, Austria, Austria, you suck. You suck. No one wants to be like you guys, whether or not you guys are in another dimension, floating around, hanging out on the moon, or even here on Earth. Because of your fancy-dancy parties, that's boring. You know what I want to do? What I did. Sit on a couch, smoke weed, watch Pokemon, and eat Kraft macaroni and cheese with no butter or milk. That's better than any immortal life. I had more fun in those few years than any Austrian ghost will have on some other planet. Unless we're talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's also pretty cool as well. But other than that, Austria, you can suck it. Dead Rabbit Radio. This went weird, dude. I went from Pokemon to exposing this guy who might be a liar to all of a sudden I'm racist. I'm not racist towards Austrians, by the way. It's the Habsburgs. It's like the, the, the popular Austrians. If you're like some poor Austrian dude, we can break bread. We can break macaroni and cheese all day long. But if you're one of those rich, wealthy Austrians, say it with me now. Suck it! deadrabbitradio at gmail.com is going to be our email address you can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio twitter is at deadrabbitradio Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast you don't have to listen to it every day but I'm glad you listened to it today have a great one guys